All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Well, there's Nation Radio episode 274. 277, I think. I was close. Million. Yep. Hot start. There's a factor of six in there somewhere. Yeah. Well, it's Nation Radio. It's the Friday episode. Gang's all here. Dan, Rick, Tyler, Liam, Bag Milk. Plenty to discuss. And as always, we start off with a shout out to our friends at Oodle Noodle, 18 locations at Counting. If you are in the Edmonton area, and you want some Mother's Nation stickers, pop into any of those Edmonton locations and grab one. If they do not have some because they're out, just let us know. We'll get them restocked. Deal? Deal. Tyler, what do you got for a delicious debate today? Well, uh, our pal Frank Saravalli was doing a hit with the guys at Bally Sports, and he dropped an interesting take in regards to Stuart Skinner and the Calder Trophy. So we're going to give our thoughts on whether or not Stuart Skinner is deserving of the Calder. But first, let's see what Frank had to say. We're so used to seeing, you know, McDavid and Matthews and all these unbelievable players come through with special seasons as a rookie. Not to say that it isn't from Beneers, but I think it just kind of opens up the door for someone like Stuart Skinner to walk in. And if you're talking on pure impact, how poorly Jack Campbell has played in net for the Edmonton Oilers this season. Stuart Skinner, 24 years old, Yes, I get it. This is his third technical season in the NHL in terms of games played. He had one 13 and now has carried the ball for the Edmonton Oilers this season. He hadn't hit the games played maximums, so he actually remains a rookie by the true definition of the award and therefore I think must be considered. You can't knock him for that. And if that's the case, it's hard to argue that the Edmonton Oilers are going to be in the playoffs if not for how well Skinner has played this season with a 9-11 save percentage. So right now, I'm leaning Skinner in the number one slot and Veneer's number two. Oh, Frankie. 
Spicy. Putting Stu in the number one spot. Thoughts? I brought this up around Christmas time that whether or not he should be involved in the conversation and everybody kind of laughed at me. I think we laughed at you. I, I openly mocked you about we, it I to everyone to I know. Back. I think we need to go back. I'm pretty sure there is laughing and there is pointing and there is judging. Play no, listen, I, I, said this a, I said it a long time ago. I, I honestly think that he was one of the best of the of the rookies still. Um, I said it back then. I believe it right now. And and the way that Beniers has sort of kind of fallen off, as we just spoke about, um, I think that does give him kind of the, uh, the nudge into the number one spot. I don't know if I would put him in number one myself. I, don't, I, I haven't even really looked at it. Who are the but like, I think he needs to be in the top three. No problem. I don't oh, see there's any other way. Outside of Maddie Beniers, who are the other rookies that would even garner attention here? McTavish. McTavish Craig? and Anaheim. McT? Craig McTavish. Fucking hell. Good for him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good job. We got a good look the other day at Matthias Still Michelli. younger than Panarin mm. when he won. Yeah, Panarin won at the same age as McT is now, so yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. I agree with everything Frank said, except for the fact that he leaves out that the Edmonton Oilers just don't seem to get the benefit of the doubt when it comes to awards and having that, that mentality that Frank had there where it's like, yeah, if you look at the Oilers and you say, if the Oilers had Jack Campbell as their starting goalie and he was their only starting goalie, they wouldn't be where they are right now, but for the fact that we have Stuart Skinner. So I agree with everything Frank said, but I just don't see an Edmonton Oilers winning a Calder cup or a Calder cup, a Calder trophy uh, this year, just because we haven't had McDavid. We haven't had Gretzky. We haven't ever had a Calder Trophy winner. Well, the in Gretzky city. thing was a robbery. McDavid, yep. everyone wants to say because there was enough games played, which Ridiculous. is kind of a joke. Dumb. But now Dude, they'll say that. Now the they'll say thing. that. No, now they'll say so. that Skinner's I don't think there's any conspiracy against us. I mean, for the longest time, we didn't have te- players that were good enough to even be in the top. Like Nuge got robbed for the games played thing too. Yeah, but now it could go the other way. And Skinner may have played too many games for the writers to give him the award now because he's played what 13, 15 games before. I don't this season. Oh, you still fall into the rookie. I agree. Got to be in a rookie. Yeah. I no, I think they'll take the literal definition of it. Here's my thing. Like Skinner's having a great year. And Frank brought up the point of how screwed would the Oilers be if Skinner wasn't doing this because of how poor Campbell is. But the award isn't the rookie most valuable to their team. It's the best rookie. Matty Beniers has been playing top line minutes for the Seattle Kraken. I believe he's their highest scoring forward. If they not, also have like nine second line forwards. Yeah. And, and that's a good point too. Um, but he's been their most consistent scoring forward. Uh, maybe Jared McCann, you could say is a little bit better. Um, but Beniers is having a great year. And the other name, Logan Thompson in Vegas is also technically a rookie and he has a better save percentage and a better goals against average. And he has two shutouts. He's been hurt but he still only played six less games than Stuart Skinner. If you're truly going off who's been the best rookie goalie this year, there probably is also a case for Thompson, but I will, like if I had a ballot, my top three would be in some order, Beneers, Thompson, Skinner. I'm just, why'd you put him in third? I do. That's just the way I said it. Alphabetical order. Nope. Watching everybody in the room doing the alphabet on their fingers. Yeah, the T comes after us. <laughs> uh, no, like it would be those three in some order. I think it, it could honestly end up being a pretty tight vote. But the fact that Frank Saravalli, important national media figure, Frank Saravalli, is kind of starting this conversation now about Skinner. I think there'll be some people who hear that and kind of go or some voters who hear that and go, yeah, that's a really good point. I, he is a legitimate case. I'm not sure if it's his. I won't say it's a lock or anything, but it's a legitimate case. I he hope, is nominated at the very least. Nominated at the very least. I hope so. But all I remember, all I think about is like when he went to the all-star game and everybody's like, who, what? And they try to like tear down his season, what it's been so far. He was like a candy. Yeah. Tyler's always got candy for him. I didn't pack lunch today. 
And then I was selling a microwave, so I didn't have time to get anything to eat. So now all I have on the is this handful of caramel M&Ms. They're delightful. You be careful. You got a meeting at three o'clock too. You need to like spread this out. I know. I have to ration these M&Ms. <laughs> you got to go down and get yourself a nice cheese bun. I will. Yeah. That's not, a lot, not a lot of time, but that's what interns are Liam, for. what do you think? I do you get some colored consideration? Yes. And I have some stats for us all here. Let's that's what I've been researching. That's what we... So the last call to winner as a goalie was Steve Mason in 2009. Legend. Wow. May I remember him? Yeah. I have a Steve Mason jersey. In, in his, Didn't he have like 10 favorite, shutouts that year though or something crazy? Ten, Columbus he had team. 10 shutouts, a 916 save percentage, and a 2.29 goals against average. Columbus were in the Western Conference that year. And for seventh. Who was on the list of the three finalists there? I'm just curious because two thousand. What did I say? I'm gi- sorry, I'm giving you a, a wild card to pull out there, but I I'd just it. be curious because oh, this good, year we're yeah. talking about a bit of a weaker, uh, I would say a weaker Calder class. Yeah, so um, we'll see what it's compared to there. Come okay. on, Mason, Bobby Ryan, and Chris Versteeg. Ah, well, there's okay. legend Chris Versteeg. Yes. Okay. So, so this year, what a training camp he had. Skinner that one doesn't have the ten shutouts, but he does have a better. Um, what did I say? Save percentage was better. Boo, boo, boo. I lost my stats. <laughs> Mason, so, he's just off. But last year, Nijelkovic was, or two years ago, Nijelkovic was a Calder Trophy finalist, and he only played twenty three games. So, and he finished Whoa. second in voting. He had a one ninety save uh, goals <laughs> against, and his save percentage was. Nine thirty-two. I would be curious again who who was he nominated with there? Uh, just because he was who won? nominated with, so that was the year that Kaprizov won. Okay, and Jason Robertson finished second, and Djokovic was wow. third. Wow, that's a pretty good little to me. Like, class. and it sucks you can't have the most valuable rookie portion as part of this conversation because, like Frank said, if it wasn't for Stuart Skinner, this fucking season's in the toilet. You don't know if Calvin Picker could have kind of come up and done something. <laughs> Or I mean, Mike maybe. Smith. What about, your, been just what about as your friend Ollie? Why do you why are you not believe in your friend Ollie? He could have come up and helped out. Well, I haven't seen him in a while. Yeah, I don't know how he's looking. Yeah. You know, I know. I'm glad I inspired him with yeah, uh, yeah. excellent photo. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I'm the most valuable side of it. Like Vegas is showing right now, they're fine without Logan Thompson. Edmonton really hasn't shown for a very long stretch this year that they'd be okay without Stuart Skinner. 18, right. nine and whatever for Campbell. Yeah. Hey, I, you know what? Sure. Maybe that's a good point. And Seattle. I mean, if you took a 50 goal score or 50 point score out of that lineup, how screwed would they be? I, they actually might've kept humming along. Okay. So maybe that is something people will factor in, even if it's not like a definition of the award. If you're listening to this right now, I want you to send us a message. ON radio podcast. Should Stu get some consideration for the Calder Trophy? I say yes. Everyone, At the very everyone least a nomination. Everyone thinks he's top three? Yeah, yes. I do. Yeah. yeah. Come on. Do you, do you know, actually, Steve Mason wasn't even the best goalie that season on save percentage for a rookie? Who was? Pekka Rene. Oh. Oh, some some guy named Pekka Rene. Mm. Yeah. But uh, Nashville didn't make the playoffs. Wishes he season. was Steve Mason. <laughs> <laughs> when did Columbus move to the West? Uh, the East? Uh, I think it was right same before years, the last lockout. Same year as the Detroit Red Wings. Nope. Oh yeah, I forgot the Red Wings yes. were in the Western Conference yes. for a That'd long be when time. Like, Vegas got here? Or? Oh yeah, yeah, it was when Vegas, Vegas got here. Got Sorry. Here. Yeah. Right. Interesting. I don't remember mm-hmm. that. Can't you see that. That's the only time I can see any shifting. Where else did Steve Mason play? Like Philly? Philly. He was in Winnipeg. Winnipeg, right? Yes, he was. I think he was in Winnipeg's system. I don't know if he actually No, yeah, he played 13 games for the Jets. That was his last little bit. And he's not even a guy who went overseas. Damn. He played 13 games with the Jets, won with the Manitoba Moose, and was like, fuck it, I'm out. What was his career in? Yeah, that's what I want to know. (laughs) Yeah, I thought this Steve Mason. was like $5 a year. 
career. So he, what one's he dip? Like twenty seven. Twenty five million bucks. U.S. You could look so on that. They, I think they gave him like a six by four deal when, out of that. When did he dip? Yeah. Uh, 2010 season. And how old was he? <laughs> uh, t- I don't know how old he was. That was his second season. He went from a 916 to a 901. And then in seven games with Philly in 2013, he had a 944. Kind of picked it up for a few years. So let's say in he's tw- like mid- 13 games with Winnipeg, he had a 906. Mid 20s. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go anywhere else. I'm going to take my 25 mil and I go. He was like 33 when he retired. Goalies don't oh, really personal trophies. It was 15 yeah. years in the league. Well, 2008. When's he born? We so got some of your Remchak Liam math going on When's here. He, so he was born in a hospital, I believe. <laughs> the, <laughs> year, the year was. He's, 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 he's now Denny's. 34. He retired much earlier than that because he retired in 2018. So that would be if minus five. Yep. 34, 34 28. 29. And the Oilers had his number in 14 career games against the Edmonton Oilers. Steve Mason had an 870 save percentage and a 362 goals against average. Another fun fact, Steve Mason, after playing in the playoffs in 2009, didn't play again until 2014. So in other words, you don't want Stuart Skinner to win the Calder Trophy. (laughs) Yeah, I'm out on the Skinner. (laughs) Actually, we want to take him out of the voiding completely. Who do you think is the goalie over the last 10 years will do minimum three games played against the Oilers? Who's the goalie who has their number the most? Like who's who is who is the best goalie last 10 years? Minimum three games played against the Oilers. Can you tell us what conference they played? in? I'm finding the answer. I'm just going to. Oh, you'll never. I'm trying to think of it off my head. Like Pecorine owned the Oilers for a long time. Yeah, that changed over the last handful of years. So Pecorine. In 18 games against the Oilers over the last decade, 926 and a 213. Very good. Not the best. How long did this guy play in the NHL for? Well, maybe I shouldn't have used three games. Dave as- Riddich. I kept thinking Riddich too. If we use three games as the low marker, it's Curtis McElhenney. Oh, who went oh come on. Th- who went 3-0 and with a 9-5-1-1-9-4. If you go with 10 games against the Oilers over the last decade as the minimum, Schneider. Devin Dubnik. Oh my God. <laughs> Damn it. Son of a Revenge bitch. games matter. 934-166. Then it's Jimmy Howard. Then it's Mike Smith. <laughs> Jesus. Well, we Jimmy got Howard played for the yes. Oilers too. If you can't beat Allegedly. him, join him. <laughs> no, no. Jimmy Howard was asked if he wanted oh, to come to the Oilers and said, I'd rather sit at home. <laughs> Fair enough. And who have the Oilers lit up the most minimum 10 games played? Riddich. Mark, Our old pal, Martin Jones, who has a miserable 884 save percentage against the Oilers in 21 Five, games four, over the last decade. Good. That's his average. Career average, 884. Yeah. And the worst goals against average is Jonas Corposalo, 377. Wow. Not this year, though. Nope. But he gave up five to the Oilers, so his GAA would be trash. Uh, his save percentage would be better this year. Yeah, yeah. That is true. I'm going to hear from you. Hit us up. Should Stu get some Calder consideration? I say yes. I also say that you should go to Jasper. It's spring. It's lovely. Spring skiing is still here. Got to get on Marmot before all the snow goes away. Conditions are still wonderful as I'm looking at the Marmot Escape Card website. Snow's still in good shape, but summer's just around the corner. Golf course opens on March, May 31st. Start planning ahead. Go check out jasper.travel for all the options. Get yourself to the mountains. Promise you're going to have a good time. Liam, would you disagree? I'd never. See? Liam endorsed trip to the mountains. Mm-hmm. That's what you need to do. Jasper.travel. Get out there. Get out there. Uh, the thing I want to talk about next is how can we not talk about the game on, what was that, Wednesday against the Coyotes? First of all, fuck you with your 9 p.m. start. 
It was okay. I'll allow it. We made it through. But the Mc60. I mean, last year, if you remember correctly, everybody was wanking on about Austin Matthews getting a 60. Got that in an empty net, by the way. Connor McDavid's got his 60th on an OT winner. Absolute beauty. Same move, two attempts. And we, one game less. And, and smash the hell out of the stick beforehand to know who's boss. Shout out to the CCM stick for holding tight. They Jeez. made a post about that today, actually. It was pretty funny. CCM? Yeah. yeah. Our sticks don't break. Yeah. <laughs> but like also Connor, I mean, what the hell are you thinking, big man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you, it's three on three OT. Even if like they had lost possession of the puck at that point, then drives it on horse to turnover. Like you got to get back in the play, my boy. There's no time to throw a temper. You have just James Reimer. Tackle somebody. Yeah. You don't Show get that emotion. That. Show that emotion. It's almost playoff time. You know. I want to see emotion. Smash that stick if you need to. And, and you, you don't know, you know were if- vehemently against the late start, and yet you found yourself at Rogers Place. What was the vibes like in there? Um, well, the wave started to begin when the others were down 2 1. So my vibes were down on that. Yeah, we can't so you're the- saying the wave is what helped the Oilers win in the long run. Oh. No, I'm not because Colorado. They were down though. Yeah, but then Colorado scored again when they started to do it. Uh, Colorado <laughs> scored. <laughs> that is impressive. Arizona, Arizona How tired scored. were you? The Avalanche wow. just showed up and we're like, <laughs> goal! Um, when it became 2-2, people started doing it again. That's when you saw it go around the, the most. And then Arizona scored like almost immediately after and everyone just sat down after. But the vibes were pretty good. You could 100 million percent tell that the Oilers entertainment group was trying to put on a show because they're on national TV. I have never seen so many games played like in a, like stoppage games played in a game ever. It was every single stoppage. It was a game. It was, it was, well, that's not on TV. No, but like TNT's it's there, the right? So they're like yeah. putting on the show of it all and everything. They like announced that we were on like national TV. Do you think Canada and North America? Do you think Sportsnet takes a little shot? They should. Because you know what? I was sitting there, I was thinking about TNT the other day because after post game, Biz was talking to McDonner, uh, McDavid, asking dumb questions. McDonner. McDonner. She was talking Mm. about Donners and Mm. Madonna and (laughs) Donners. But my thought was, I went back to the playoffs when Colorado was here and TNT had that big thing set up right in the moss Mm. pit. Gretzky was sitting there. People are screaming at them. It was a vibe. And yet, Sportsnet. They don't even give them a pregame show. Like- Dude, like in between their, their analysis, the way that they break down the game and the plays, but they got the, the net out yes, and they're joking. It actually is really, really fucking good. And it makes Sportsnet look like pathetic. Yes. To be honest, it's terrible. <laughs> they're Take just that. going through the motions. Is it's what's terrible. It's Maybe like we should it- launch our own intermission I- show. I just think that I think that Sportsnet and the Canadian broadcasters can get comfortable. They just can be comfortable because we're going to watch the hockey, whether we're exactly. they're doing anything. They don't need to grow the game. Yeah. That's how, exactly what it is. How crazy is it that Sportsnet now has Keith Yandel and Anson Carter who try to show some personality on when they do it? It's not the same. Then they go to TNT and they're like completely different. Yeah, it's essentially, is half of the cast that they but, do for sports. But now, right? Here's what I don't like: Yuri and joking around, and then you watch Yandel and Anson Carter on the intermissions for Oilers games, and it's like, let's give a pick for the Norris. I like Eric Carlson. I don't think he plays defense. But that's Bet not, three six but, five. That's set up like that's set up by like but the producer or something, isn't it? Like, but like exactly, a, yeah, 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 yeah. But like they're being not muzzled, but like 
They're told let them have fun. Yeah, they're told it's, to like follow this, don't do yeah. that. It's the personalities you put them across from. Tyler's were exactly right. To no, me, but you, you have to put, allow them to have their yes, but you put them across from Elliot Friedman and and Elliot can be funny. And, I, yes, Elliot's funny, and so and so is uh, what's his face from Vancouver. <laughs> but they go back to the exact same tropes that they've always done on Canadian television. That's just it. Yeah, because they they're not allowed. Yeah. to Who's do facing anymore. the most pressure in the playoffs? Yes. but also yeah. like. TNT knows what they have there because the NBA show on TNT, I don't even care about basketball, but I see that shit all the yeah. time. Cause those guys are having fun. Yeah. Like the clip of Shaq getting pushed into the Christmas tree. The best. I, see, and, that, and I don't even big like, man down. I don't even compare it to that. Cause those are just like big personalities and that that's not really basketball. So I, what I'm more impressed with, and I do enjoy that part of the hockey aspect too. But what I really enjoyed is the breakdown of the, the analysis of the game. Yeah, it it is. It is much better. They do have, more freedom to do. Yeah. Like things. I was watching a game and I don't, I don't know which game it was, but it was Sarah nurse and it was uh Lundquist and she was explaining what she's thinking about when she's going down on a breakaway. And then he explains what he's thinking about when he's facing a breakaway. And it was actually really, really well done. And you don't get an iota of that from Sportsnet. Yeah. I, I do like the people that Sportsnet have when they do the games. Like I think Elliot is, Elliot's entertaining. I like Elliot, but yeah. he does bring a serious side to it too. And I think it kind of works. And like the guys who have it, like I know Kevin Bieksa, like people have mixed on him, but he does have a personality. Bieksa is really good. I think I like Bieksa a lot. Yeah. And, and then obviously I, Keith Yandel should be better on that show, but he's just got to be more entertaining. But like you, I think I can't remember you said, but off the top, like we're going to watch either way. That game started at eight 52 the other night and we all watched it. Tyler and I went to the damn game. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I knew it didn't, I knew puck drop wasn't going to be until after eight 50. So like I didn't get to the spot I park, which is like a 10 minute walk away until like eight 35 and there's no one walking in. It felt so weird. Smart. Then I went in and got my beer and the person who serves at that bar was like, did you guys get a heads up that today's game was going to be a late start? And we we're like, Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> cause everyone was in their that. seats. Like usually there's people straggling in yeah. for the anthem and stuff, but like you could tell people have been sitting in their seats like 15 minutes being like, what the hell? I had something going on on Wednesday night. So when I got home, I turned on my TV expecting that I'd be midway through the first period or something. It was like eight 55 and the anthems were still going. I'm like, Oh my Lord. Crazy. Anyway, yesterday on better late than never, that was kind of something that annoyed me. Like, they're trying to grow the game. There was only two games in the NHL on Wednesday. Connor McDavid scored his 60th goal of the season at what would have been 1.30 a.m. Those guys aren't going to watch the game at fucking 11.30 p.m. out there. It was a good joke by Connor at the end of the game, though, to say that his parents will watch it in the morning after. <laughs> I imagine they're two of the only people in Ontario that actually watch it live. Probably, outside of yeah. the Oilers fans that are living in Ontario. Yeah, exactly. I, believe, I didn't believe media them, guys out east aren't up for... The games anyways. Yeah. Mike McKenna made a good point about it today on Oilers Nation Every Day. He was just like, it's just kind of a downfall of having the best player in the league play in a mountain time zone. Like it sucks. And like, if you're going to, the thing is, I don't think it's always necessarily, I've had a lot of thoughts about this because I, I hated it, but like, just say the game's going to start at 852. They did, didn't they? No, officially, the NHL officially. schedule says 8.30. Well, yeah, that does, but everywhere else. Do what baseball does. And tell me else, what time the pitch goes. Everywhere else was. I even think well, the Oilers may even tweet it out is going to be the 8.50 too. Gregor, but Gregor the tweeted official out official NHL website didn't say that. And I think that's what prevents a lot of people because people are sat there and say, okay, well, the game's going to start at 8.37 and it doesn't. And you get distracted by things and the next thing you're not watching the game. But we can't say a thing about that because you had Kobe Bryant play on the West Coast. That's one hour even more. Yeah, but playing for the Lakers, like that's a it's, bit of an exception. It's not like he was playing for the Sacramento Kings. 
What's the difference? The game, game time is game time. Yeah, but the Lakers are like, that's like a cult following around them. You know, like, like Steph Curry is the same thing. He plays. In yeah, that's a good point. I think uh, the NBA is a lot different because I know this is kind of in a point like tonight is an NBA game at 830. By the way, they also have 10 games on the slate on a Friday night in the NBA. I just also, the thing that kind of weird. Was there three today? The thing that irritated me about some people complaining about the Oilers start is sometimes people talk out of the same they're out of two sides of their mouth where it's like, Oh, the NHL needs to stagger start times. Like what the hell? You can't have two games overlapping. And then they stagger the start times. And people were like, Whoa, the game starts so late. It's like, yeah, you can't have them both. Like people just like to complain. It's easy to complain. Yeah. I don't I, know. I don't know. It's just weird. Like the NBA has done such a good job of being able to promote themselves as an actual league that it doesn't matter when games are starting, but NHL just isn't even close to it. Like, so what would have been your solution for Wednesday night? For Wednesday, literally start at eight o'clock. I know While like, the third period of... No, just start that one at five. Literally push both games ahead by two hours. The Leafs start at five o'clock every single game here. Seven o'clock Seven o'clock out there. It's, exactly, yeah. but it's still five. Like people are still watching. You might, you know, it's just kind of like... Really? Do you need to start? Like hockey night? They started 52 minutes later than it should have. Hockey night in Canada has had this going 5-8 for fucking 100 years. I think we need to start making 11 p.m. such a late time. Yeah, but like when you also have a bunch of work to do after the game is over. And that's fair. Annoying. And that's fair. But I, I mean, you've got, you've got, you've got, um, journalists or whatever. They got to get their. Yeah, but for casual fans or for fans of the game that have to work in hey, casual fans, people who maybe aren't extreme diehards. Of the Oilers who are like, man, I got to be up at 5.30 tomorrow. I'm not staying up to watch this. I got buddies, even that, like hardcore buddies that are just like, I, I got to get up at five in the morning tomorrow. I can't stay up for this. I, I guess it's about the kids. Six hours sleep. I had like four hours of sleep last night. I'm feeling yeah, You're a chipper. machine though. <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm unique in the sense that like I have to run hockeyfights.com. I have to be up until the last game is over. It doesn't matter when it is. Like I don't get the whole like writers and sports writers in the East coast, not watching games because it's in the fucking mountain zone. Like that's your job. It's your job to know and watch the hockey and you know when the games are happening. And then we let these guys vote on awards by the fact that they watch that's, that's 60% what of those teams on TSN highlights in the morning. That's what annoyed me. It's like Connor's 60th goal live one thirty Eastern. Egg milk. If I, if I came to you and I said, yeah, hockeyfights.com, I'm sorry, man. I got fucking shit to do in the morning. I'm going to bed at 10 o'clock. If there's a fight after 10 o'clock, I'm not doing it. I would have been like, who's covering you. You'd be okay with that. <laughs> You'd be okay with that. Maybe once in a while, but sure. that's not my fucking job is to, to cut out at 10 o'clock because oh the late games are late. Like, I don't know. I guess, I guess because I live on the, on the West coast quote unquote, I think differently, but it just drives me nuts. Anyway, the hockey game was good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I know there were some people I saw on Twitter just kind of shitting on the Oilers that the Arizona Coyotes took them to overtime. But like that team's playing some good hockey right now. Yeah. 11 straight games. They've either won or lost by one or less. Yeah. And the puck line today, um, plus one and a half is plus 140 for Arizona against Colorado. Aren't we? They nine just and- took to sh- a shootout the other day. We're nine and two right now, right? The Oilers, yes. Yeah. And people want to complain. I, I'm, yes. You're nine and two, yeah, but and people want to complain. You can see you can see people being no, I being weary it. of it because they just and, and you want to complain. They just played things. the San Jose Sharks on Monday and did the exact same thing where they kind of yeah. let that kept kept that team in the game. That when goaltender they, kept them in the fucking yeah, game. Course, the other team gets but, paid to play too, of course. But the that's what the fans of the Edmonton Oilers expect is the team is going to be able to put their foot on the throat. and then they get all whiny about an eight fifty two p.m. start. So then, like, what? Like, my point here yes. is. <laughs> 
Arizona, they're playing good hockey right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's a pesky and team. Yeah. That's why everybody thought it was going to be a gimme. I didn't think it was going to be a gimme. I was looking at, granted, they're not as great on the road, but like when the Oilers are in Arizona on Monday, they're 2011 and three at home. That's a good fucking record for a team at home. And the Oilers better be dialed in or they're going to lose. Are we nine games over 500 at home? Uh, let me see. Honestly, I think it's pretty close. Yeah, I think no. it's pretty close. <laughs> Eight games over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's been a few times this year I've bet on Arizona to win because they're just so disrespected by the Bucks. Like, it's absolutely wild. Wasn't it this year at the beginning of the year when betting against Arizona was like your go to? Was, like was, every, every, was it last year? Yeah. It, was, it didn't matter what the game was. was. He was like, here's 30 bucks, put it against Arizona. Yeah, 31. Was really oh, not only was it betting against Arizona all the time last year, we were doing puck line against Arizona yeah. all the time. Yeah. And it was awesome. <laughs> it was such a good run. It's like, Homer uh, just threw the money down. He's like, do you want to pick a team? Like, nah, just keep the money. To the point too, Rick, and I'm not, and I, I'm just explaining, I think, not really defending, but like Reimer, who had a great game against us on Monday, just got lit up by the Canucks last night, seven goals on 21 shots. Yeah, so I happens. mean like, yes, I guess that sometimes that goalie, Connor scores five yeah, points in a game and sometimes he gets zero. That's where I just, that's where a team, that's where fans, the fans that are maybe not as locked in as you are, are just like expecting, they expect that team to be able to beat the Cubs. Does that fan have a great day at work every day they go to work? I think it's a glass half full. No, (laughs) I think it's a glass half full glass, half empty thing. Like I view it as a positive that, Hey, even when this team has their B or C level game, they find ways to win. Yeah. They got the result. They didn't play great. Whatever. Throw it out onto the next one. They're going to need to be better against Vegas and LA. No doubt. But let's judge them on those games when they happen and not sit there and be like, you barely beat Arizona and San Jose. There's no way you beat Vegas. Look Mm -hmm. at the team down the highway. They don't bring their a game and they lose. Even when they bring their a game, they lose, but like there's a huge difference there when the margins are this thin. And the point that I'm getting at is the Oilers are still picking up wins. Mm-hmm. Two yeah, points are gotta, going on the board. And, and playing a team like these bottom, like uh, bottom teams, like it or not, it's humans. There is a human aspect of sports. You don't get as up for these games and they get up for it. And let's not forget when the Oilers they're playing were, lose too. like, dude, you got when, we were trash, to when we were trash, we used to take good teams and lose by a goal. Nobody sat there and said, "Oh, that team just beat the Oilers by a goal." Well, they did a little bit. <laughs> you know, well, you're not watching the other. You're not watching the, the other. The other. Um, the other fans Media, getting all, yeah. all upset. Oh, Dallas barely beat Edmonton. Edmonton's got 32 points in game 84 or 82. We would just and troll also, the like, shit out of their fans. Some of it. these teams too, like being a spoiler, means something. Yes, yep. you know exactly. They're playing loose. Like to me, I watched Arizona play, and they were playing loose hockey. They look like they're just. <laughs> They're out there looking to play for jobs next year. The more impressive thing about Arizona is they, their salary cap and who's playing and how well they're playing. Like they're half their team is dead. <laughs> it's true. Not really. <laughs> Lest anybody believe they're actually dead. They're just on the LTIR. <laughs> Canadians fans. And yeah. their goalie had a great game. Yeah. Those, those are Montreal Canadians fans. Those are all dead. Yeah. They're almost anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Forget There's a handful of pocket. <laughs> if you're listening pocket. to this and you're a Canadians fan, you're going to die soon. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> Uh, The other thing I want to talk about from that game is first of all, Leon Dreisaitl, he just won the best passer by the NHLPA survey. We're going to get into that in a little bit, but he had four assists on Wednesday. All of them were stunning. (laughs) All of them. Uh, didn't you say like earlier in that day or something like that Connor was the better passer? Yeah, I did. I uh, quickly <laughs> ate my words on that. I was like, ah, you know, I'm surprised Connor to get more love because I think he might be the better passer. Leon saw it and was like, oh yeah, you little twerp. <laughs> Boom, four apples. Listen, Blind backhand pass to Nuge on his goal. Beautiful play to spring him on the breakaway. That was like a 110 foot pass right on the tape. Right on the tape. 
Chintzy second assist on the one McDavid banked in off that guy's back. Um, Leon probably just doesn't even want that one to count. And then in OT, he does what he does. He was, it was on his one knee, right? And he, yeah, like, one he knee choked and he down on the stick. Yeah. yeah. That was yeah. impressive. Yeah. He is ridiculous with the pass. Yeah. Unbelievable. I don't know. Uh, so really made was not at all surprised to see him voted as the best passer in the NHL. Just really quickly looking at that in a must win game, which forward do you think would be the most impactful? 59.3% of it. Bless you, Dan. Of the players voted for Connor runner up was Sid with only 11% of the vote. Ouch. Uh, when it came to best stick handler, McDavid finished second next to Patty Kane. Uh, Kane got 46.1. Connor got 28.7. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Patrick Kane's always been able to dangle. Legacy, yeah, try and do it at 300 miles an hour like Connor does, though. But yeah, <laughs> Patty Kane's ridiculous. <laughs> the players voted. Uh, Crosby was the most complete player at 31, 30.1. And McDavid finished fourth in that one at 11%. Rogers place got the second place for best ice at 35%, or sorry, 14.7%. The Bell Center in Montreal got 35% and first overall. So there you go. The Oilers got a little bit of love in there. And it makes sense. Makes sense. Feels like the team speaking about Rogers place feels like the team has really figured that out. Cause I feel like early on early days at Rogers, there was some complaints, complaints about the ice that we had heard about. Yeah. Lucic bitched about it yeah, a lot. I, remember that. I heard yep, Cassian I remember that. wasn't happy about it either. Yeah. But anyways, seems like it's coming around now. You love to see it. You love to see it. You know what else is coming around? The Oilers record on home ice. They were on a run there where they really struggled at home to start the year. They were not the dominant force that you've expected, but this is what they've done as of late at Rogers. 4-3 over the Yotes, 5-4 over the Sharks. They beat Dallas. They beat Ottawa. They beat Winnipeg. They beat Toronto. Tight game against the Bruins where they actually played pretty well, and they beat the Flyers the game before that, picked up two shootout losses before that. like Their last 10 at home is stunningly good. 2023 needed home, that too. Cause yeah. last year Rogers place was a tough place for other teams to play. And to start this season, it just wasn't the case. So you're saying they're peaking right now and perhaps mm. the perfect time. I actually All heard that when Matias Ekholm shows up, eh? Right. I heard that actually from the barn burner crew that they feel like the Oilers are peaking at the absolute. Well, they said it was the wrong time, but <laughs> what would they know? Maybe they, a little they, early. Yeah. But, still. but yeah. But if you want to try win the Pacific division and win the conference exactly, peak yeah. right now, cause you got a big yeah. week coming up. Yeah, it's a huge week coming up. We're going to look at the schedule. But the thing that sucks about this is the Oilers are 8-2-0 in their last 10, and they didn't gain any ground anywhere, really. Yeah. LA is 8-0-2. Vegas is 8-2-0. Vegas, or Seattle lost last night in OT. We have two Vegas and one LA coming up, right? Yeah, and yeah. one Arizona. So we've got, let's look at the schedule then real quick. So we got Vegas coming up tomorrow on Saturday night. That is a late game on Hockey Night in Canada. I apologize. It's 8 o'clock. I had nothing to do with it. I hope it's 8.52. <laughs> is it an 8.21 puck drop, though? I probably. Yeah, probably. Uh, then from there, they got a back-to-back Monday, Tuesday. They are in Arizona on Monday, then back to Vegas. That's going to be an interesting one. Now, my question for you guys. Arizona, like we were just talking about, playing really good hockey at home. Do you start Stu on Monday, hoping that you kick off that two-game set with a win? Or do you save him for Tuesday against Vegas? Tuesday against Vegas, no brainer for me. Yeah, I think they're going to be putting up some offense in Arizona. So I would start Campbell there. Liam, what do you think? When would I start Campbell? I would do it Tuesday and yeah. Frankly, I'd start Pickard, but that's not up to me. Is that Vegas? Yep. Tuesday's Vegas. Tuesday's Vegas, Monday's Arizona. Oh, Monday, 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 Monday. I changed my answer. I changed my answer. Unless you want to don't write it down in. Would you put on a show in Vegas and yeah, stock Campbell? Although 
Last time he was played. You, is everyone is good. everyone fully against having him play both? Stu? Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't. Just oh, I, just did. Yeah, but I think you need to, you're in a different spot than the Jets. The Oilers spot in the playoffs is solidified. You're playing for seeding. The last thing you want to do if you're Edmonton is have an overworked goalie going into the playoffs. Winnipeg needs to get in, so they'll overwork Hellebuck. It's kind of their thing. It's their bit. Okay, but you don't honestly <laughs> think have one extra game in there would overwork them, do you? Yeah, but it's like a straw that broke the camel's back thing, right? Like when one extra game, maybe not, but then do you play them the next time you have back-to-backs? Or what about the last game of the year? Like, is, I don't know. This Is is this the last What if the playoffs have a back-to-back no, for us again? I think one with San Jose and Anaheim later on. They've got uh, one more. It's actually LA and Anaheim. Oh, okay. Didn't we have a back-to-back last year during the playoffs? No. Probably no, not. They the, don't the, do that. It's not like a dream. <laughs> so, used to way, way, way back. Oh, really? Back in the 90s, you'd see that. Before my time. Yeah. Looking. I would also like, so let's just round out the schedule here. So we got, this is a huge week for the Oilers coming up. Jason Greger wrote about that at OilersNation.com today. Vegas Saturday, Arizona Monday, back in Vegas on Tuesday. And then LA is here on Thursday. That rounds out the month. So we've got a huge week of games coming up. And then uh, lastly, the 1st of April, the Fools, the Ducks are in town on a Saturday. I like how this schedule works out for us when it comes to uh, the next three games. Cause we're going to fly into Arizona probably midday Sunday, right? Can't really mess around at the ASU. You can't really get into too much trouble there. Cause you got a game. And then, as there soon are as that game then that game's over. You got to get the hell out, right. go right to co-eds. bed, yes. <laughs> right to bed in Vegas. <laughs> that game's over. Get them the hell out. I think they're pretty dialed in. Yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. I called. I'm not worried about that either. Exam I'm week talking shit. You did call it exam week. And exam I like that week. nickname. Yeah. Well, there's a big test coming up. No question. Better study. Should make a fun graphic for that. This team is so good against the best other teams. I'm not too worried about it. The thing that I just hope is that they just get a better handle on some of the details. Like, I think that the games against San Jose and Arizona, there was just a couple of times where they were just sloppy in their own zone, sloppy with the passes, cheating for offense a little bit. Not back checking. I did this round on ONE. If I see Evander Kane not back check and just slap his stick on the ice to try to trick the guy into passing you again, I'm going to lose my shit. He did it twice against Arizona. He's got to sit there and eat his words again, just like the Leon. Good. But (laughs) even if it works once, bro, the success rate is brutal. And he's like doing that instead of like hustling and putting it in. That's also a beer league move. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I called it today on the show. I was like, this isn't beer league, dude. You got to back check hard. A-Rod did it at third base and it worked very well for them. He got in trouble for it. People didn't like it. (laughs) I thought it was hilarious. It was funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think honestly, at this time of year against those teams, I think I kind of understand where these guys are. You shouldn't be, but like I said, the human factor, you're not going to have that hundred percent or hundred percent come April 17th or whatever like that. I think you'll see a complete different, well, not a completely different, but you'll see them go that extra two, three strides. In. I hope so. You got to ramp up the intensity and it'll be again. And I think you'll see it Saturday. And I think you'll see it Tuesday as well. Monday could be interesting, but we'll see. Next thing I want to talk about real quick is world cup of hockey. Reason I bring it up is the world baseball classic just wrapped up USA versus Japan. That last out was Shohei versus Mike Trout was, I mean, it was everywhere. It was electric and it brought about the conversation about the world cup of hockey. Again, Connor said, we've been asking for this. I'm paraphrasing. We've been asking for this. We want it. We want a best on best tournament. Is it doable or there's a certain big, you know, here's black cloud that probably should participate in a tournament like this. That is not going to, I think the NHL is using Russia as a bit of an excuse. If you really wanted to put on a best on best tournament, you could find a way or find a way around it. Do what the Olympics did 
um, when they there was some a doping country, thing. Some countries will yeah. pull out. Committee, uh, committee, Russian yeah. Federation. Some countries will pull. I guarantee you, Czech Republic will not go at all. It if if there's a Russian team, a yep. version of Russian team, we're not Russian Russian team. If those guys are there, there's going to be two three countries that do not go. Okay, then you could also just do no Russians at the tournament. Well, yeah, and that's well, juniors have just done it, and it went it went well. Forgot they even existed. Yeah, <laughs> just to pretend they don't exist, essentially, right? Like, who cares? This is a hockey is a sport, not just for Russia; it's for the whole world that we're yeah, trying to get Yeah, they, they really right? should have had this done six, seven, eight years ago. Like when yeah. you when you yeah. knew you had two Olympics coming up that were probably out based on hours and based on everything you probably weren't going to go for, you needed to be ahead of it at that point. They weren't, but we already know that this is not a league that's very good at marketing. They're not a very good at selling themselves. Like that's just not really their thing. They kind of yep. just say, hey, it's on television. Go watch it. Now give us all your money. It seems like to a fan from the outside looking in that the only time the NHL and the PA get together to talk about anything is when we are at the cusp of work stoppages. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm fed up with it. I want the NHL and the PA to start figuring some shit out ahead of the, the work stoppages and ahead of the panic time when we're trying to get a deal done ahead of a deadline. It seems silly to me. We have now have a new head of the PA. Yeah. Let's start this conversation. I just, never will because they didn't wait to the deadline before they get pushed. I mean, that's in that's yeah. in every sport, everything, I every. I mean, look at the Flames in their uh, arena. Yeah. Look at our arena; it's stupid. The other thing that makes me mad with the NHL is like Bill Daly's already come out and been like, "Hey, it's too tight to pull one off in 2024. It no, just can't happen." In 2020, what year? But you know, now? it's but, <laughs> but they just tell us the truth. It's exactly. because Russia. There's the question mark and you want them there and blah, blah, blah. It's not because it's too tight. It is doable. The rant I went on, I did this on the radio earlier today, but like there, this is the league who in a matter of couple of, in the matter of a couple of months, found a way to organize a bubble with most of their teams in two cities at the same time in in the middle of a pandemic. You're telling me that 18 months out, you couldn't be like, all right, Everybody go to Toronto two weeks before the season starts. We're doing best on best in Toronto. Really, that's too hard. It's nonsense. Nonsense. I mean, but just but be honest and just say it's the Russian factor because yeah. that's exactly what it is. I don't you know, can pull off this tournament, and I, no one's sitting here. They're scared of pissing off Ovi and the boys, yeah. and they don't want to deal with the delicate ban- balance of telling them they're not coming. Yeah. yeah, and they sit there and go, "Well, if we wait one more year, think about the revenue and all the other all the other BS that comes with it." Sometimes you just got to have a hard conversation at work. Gary. Yeah, Gary. <laughs> how That's many, all it comes uh, to. Uh-huh. How, many, <laughs> how many teams would you want to see at this World Cup of hockey? Eight. Eight. Two pools of four. They each play each other. Top four advance to a semifinals or whatever you want to do, however you want to make it work. I like. think we make it 300 countries. I think it's interesting best on best. because... I wonder how they would do some kind of qualifying for this. Like you, cause I'm trying at basketball is the other example Like the top, top teams don't qualify. Like the U S mm-hmm. doesn't have to qualify for the Olympics or yeah. the world championships or whatever. Like I think it's the two finalists from the last tournament get to go automatically to the next one. And a couple of other teams figure it out. But like if it is truly the world cup of hockey, it would be interesting to see some, you're not so typical teams there. Like who qual? Who's the shot qualifying? Like make it a thing. Like I think that'd be really fun. Like you could do. I mean, a, I'm talking. You'd have yeah, to you work could, with you the double eye. Best teams. You in could the world do a ten right team now. then and have some sort of qualifying for the last two spots. But let's face it, those there's only four 
there's only two teams, three if you count Russia, that have a chance of winning anything, right? Oh, I'd say four. Four or five. Four or five. Finland. Finland's got Finland, the gold. Sweden. Finland, Sweden. USA, you can't do Russia. qualifying. Germany. I, think they have I guess it. you could do like a World Juniors kind of thing where you have multiple tournaments going on at the same time. I'm getting advanced here. <laughs> no, but then you're teams not. teams get relegated that. and promoted and stuff. You think the NHL is going to. I'm, t- I'm thinking 20 years down the road. No. Maybe 50 at this point. Because the NHL just wants to showcase the NHL players. Even expanding to 10, those rosters would be so full of non-NHL players that they don't give a shit. It's true. They're not going to be an NHL They're not going to be like, oh, we need to have Austria so like Thomas Vanek's kid can like play and then the roster's (laughs) filled with like a bunch of guys who aren't in the NHL. A great oiler for a day or two. Or you're going to get like the Canada basketball qualifiers where we send like our B list players. Yeah. And then if we ever do yeah. qualify, then all the A listers are like, Oh, thanks for qualifying. They us, never guys. go anyways. I have a big issue with Canadian basketball and the big it's players it. never going. Me so. I, I never understood. the I idea. hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never understood the idea of. We like, wanted more passion, Tyler. You gave it. Thank out you. Of not playing for your country at a sporting level. Isn't that what every athlete is? Isn't that the, shouldn't that be the goal? It's funny. Like, you see so many Americans that want to do with the dream team and all that cool. Steve Nash really didn't do it, especially near when he was at his best and he was older and yeah. whatever. You see guys now who still aren't going out there and doing it. It's and then you see then you see Fonzie. Fonzie yeah. out there doing whatever he can for his country. And in that case, he almost. He's dragging his team further. <laughs> I was going to say, Happy Days was a long time ago. <laughs> the, um, it was funny you say him because that is a really good example of someone who will just go like through it all to qual- play for his country. Yeah. I was watching highlights from when Canada qualified for the World Cup and they were playing, I think it was St. Kitts. It was literally a park and they just put a cost, like they put a fence around it and there was just people, there was literally like a side road and people Zoom back just, like, of it sat, as a kid on a swings. Yeah, yeah there's just like, a guys were just sat on like the curb watching the game and you got Alfonso Davies who's literally like a Champions League winner playing on yeah. this pitch and he's just like, somehow we can get that figured out with a country like St. Kitts on like a FIFA level, but yeah. like Canada can't figure out, uh, NHL can't figure it out with his own damn players. It's absolutely insane. The storylines would be incredible. Know what else is incredible, Liam? A trip with our friends at AMA Travel. Maybe you can have a World Cup of Hockey in Toronto, but maybe you want to go watch the Jays like Tyler is this summer. You know what he does? He reaches out to AMA Travel. He says, I need your help. And they go, okay, Tyler, we're going to put together a little something for you. You're going to make this easy. Done. There you go. Got a hotel room in Golden, BC. Boom. AMA Travel. Got a hotel room in Spokane, Washington. Boom. AMA You're a travel. Blue Jays guy you going for the home opener? I'm so tempted, but no, it's because it's during playoffs. Yeah. No, it's before. See it's Sprague. like April 10th and the playoffs don't start like 17th. They're, yeah, they'll start a little bit. Oh yeah. I no, no, could it shouldn't it. be. And with your, like, the wheels turning. I ain't a killer, but don't like, push I'm me. Some sort of, uh, I'm some sort of the grind. press person. I'm sure you can get like a nice little uh, tour of behind the scenes of the new building. That is what you're missing out on. I'm looking forward to going. I'm probably going to bounce to Toronto at some point for even just a work thing in the summer. And I'm going to absolutely go check out. (laughs) I like, you know what? I'm in on that work thing. (laughs) You actually might be in on the work thing. Oh, you don't know about the work thing. Oh, (laughs) okay. I guess I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) You want to check those dates at those other hotels, by the way. Yeah, no, you might actually be looped in on that, Tyler. Uh, Next up, I want to talk about real quick. It is time for Matthew Orwanik on Twitter to start with the magic number, Tyler, which is? It is 14. So uh, Matt Iwanek has calculated it from the Oilers 
versus the Jets is the team we're trying to beat out for the magic number. So they're five points up in the wild card currently. Yeah. His reasoning is if the Predators were to win all their games in hand, the Jets would be the last team out of the playoffs and the team that could jump the Oilers and pass them. So you want to use them as kind of the outer marker for the minimum the Oilers need to do to make the playoffs. And that is either gain 14 points from now to the end of the season or have the Jets lose out on 14 points or somewhere in the middle of those two. I always look forward to when Iwanek starts tweeting out the magic number. I'm not smart enough to figure out the math. He figures need, it out for me. So I, I just check couple, his Twitter. I need a couple day. more weeks yet before I can get involved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to really Bring dumb down that bit, down. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Once we get down to three or four, then the old bag milk's in the mix. That <laughs> math works out for me. So I'm just excited about that. I love to see it. Tyler, we're playing against the Golden Knights tomorrow. Huge game for the Edmonton Oilers, but they got a little bit of injury trouble. Yes. Yeah, they do. Uh, Riley Smith injured, gone back to Vegas. Alec Martinez, personal reasons, gone back to Vegas. Logan Thompson, who made his first start in over a month against Calgary, left the game. Mike McKenna told me he thinks it was a hip injury and Logan Thompson was leaving the ice, kind of holding that area. So Logan Thompson is back in Vegas. That is a top four D-man, a top six winger, and their number one goalie all down and out right now. We're getting quick tomorrow. And he just finished a run in his last three starts. He's allowed 12 goals against. Ooh, I think my uh, Edmonton wins the division bet might be. Uh, that is like a nice. Yeah. I did a little sprinkle on that. Like a horse that wins at the last second. Yeah, just, I've been watching. It. Like a plastic <laughs> pony that wins at the last second. Yeah, I dig it. Jonathan Quick and Jack Campbell have the same save percentage this season. <laughs> 882. And everyone sits here and tells you, oh my God, Jack Campbell's having a terrible year. Then, well, and, he has that. Oh, but then look in comparison. Look in comparison. Wow. Are you, Campbell, hearing, the thing about, are you hearing the same thing about Quick? No. Well, yeah, yes. that's why Gelly like, are. No, as that's why LA, trade, everyone's like, oh my God, this goal, he's going to be that, reinvigorated, blah, 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 yes, blah, 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 blah. That was weird. I thought everyone's like, oh, he's going to turn his season around. So, what? There's 20 games left. He's been brutal all year. I also love that. Like, 37. They're like, oh, he's going to be so fired up. Now he's going to play so good. And it's like, listen, like the only, the thing stopping Jonathan quick was not how fired up he was. Like <laughs> yeah. he was plenty fired up. He <laughs> yeah. still sucked ass. Yep. Got shipped out though. No statue for Jonathan quick. Ah. He's probably thankful to be honest. That's a, that statue. Turned out. I just, I love it so much. It, it was, I was cleaning up my desktop the other day and I was just going through all my random screenshots and getting rid of shit. And there was this, the fucking Dustin Brown statue. And I laughed out loud for no reason other than the picture. They really got to stop making statues or find someone who's much, much better. I don't understand it. how the Gretzky statue came out in the late eighties and we haven't improved the technology whatsoever. Cause it's they nailed that one. Including facial yeah, hair and stuff is the big mistake in my uh, opinion. Ronaldo has no facial yeah, hair. Well, that, that one is terrible. That's his eye saw. I it's love that, that, one. that thing. That looked like it was made on the mo- on the sun. Whoever thought is ima- putting his eyeballs into like a melon baller <laughs> and then putting them into his eyes was a good idea. It was the amazing. side by side always. Ha- obviously, Ronaldo's fucking handsome, and then you see that goddamn statue, and you're just like, "What the fuck is this?" That guy's from the Goonies. But even the other, like uh, the Joey statue that the others did, nailed it. Oh yeah, the one of him outside the locker room is great. Yeah. Nailed it. Edmonton, good statue city. Mm. LA can't get anything done with Terrible. entertainment. No. And why would you ever want to go there? Nothing to do. Boring statues suck. Yep. Yeah. And the ocean is really cool to get into. Yeah. And the sharks. San, San Jose. Jose. And in the ocean. Literal mm. sharks. You ever seen Jaws? I so Barracudas as well. Jaws, somebody um, remade the poster of Jaws with an actual picture of the shark. So, you know, like Jaws is like the shark at the bottom. Yeah. And then they, f- they managed to get a picture of a shark, like his... F- you could like see it. it was like side by side. It was almost the same. I've seen that shark. 
actual Jaws shark. The Jaws shark. I did. I went to Universal Studios when I was a little kid. They still it was alive. very exciting. I wish the Megalodon was a thing. Yeah. You wish the Megalodon was it. Do you have a death now. wish? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm also not going to the depths of the ocean where yeah, he Yeah, I mean, like, out. he's not <laughs> climbing out to Edmonton and wandering around the river valley. <laughs> you never know. Oh, when you you never know. Uh, a whale swam into the River Thames once in London. Not once, twice. I don't know. Yeah, well, that was so weird. We're going to get really, really creative to hit us here in Edmonton. That there might be a megalodon swimming up the North Saskatchewan sometime soon. He's coming underneath us. Megalodon, he's on the Queen. It's right there. (laughs) The Queen boat right there. As he goes by the River Queen (laughs) on Accidental Beach. Uh, Another thing I want to get to really quickly is it was a year ago today that we first met Ben Stalter. And I want to make sure that we just kind of remember that the impact that he made in a very short time in the city. Um, again, one year ago today, he was a Scotiabank skater. That's when that photo of he and Connor came out that went around everywhere. I've got the hockey card of that picture on my desk here at Nation HQ. So I just wanted to give a little memory to Ben here today as well. And shout out to uh, his parents as well, who with the Ben Stelter Fund are like keeping that movement going, right? You think about all the kids now with the money they've raised, the Oilers have been great for them. The community keeps being great. Think of all the money that's being raised from that. All the kids who are going to get experiences like Ben had, who wouldn't have gotten those experiences if it wasn't for the Ben Stelter movement and everything they do. 100%. Good point, Tyler. Mm -hmm. And- Uh, and I was just going to say it was a global impact, right? It wasn't just Oilers fans. It wasn't just Edmonton. It was everywhere. And it, and the Stelters, they still feel that to this day. And it's wonderful to see that, you know, little Benny gave us so much. hundred percent. Nice. Well put Dan. Uh, changing gears a little bit, just quickly checking in for our friends at Betway. What do you guys been doing lately? Cause I'll tell you what I've been doing. Ryan Nugent Hopkins, two plus points. He's hit it three of his last five games. And the payouts are nice. They're real nice. Nice and juicy. I love Mm-mm. it. Also doing Oilers money line. Connor two plus points is also been very nice over the last little bit. The guy's unstoppable. So if you want some money in your jeans, that's what I'm doing. Tyler, Liam. I've been hammering the puck line the last two games. Don't listen to me. I, <laughs> huh? I have been shots. going with. So this is how I line it up. Oilers win. Yep. Oilers team goals over three and a half. Nice. And then I sprinkle it on Well, I was doing McDavid over a point and a half. And then that soon turned into two and a half, which is <laughs> a steep one. So then I switched it to McDavid goal or I'll just do dry saddle two points or more. The funny thing about sports betting right now is scoring goals in the NHL is not easy. But when you go to bet on a Connor <laughs> McDavid anytime goal, you look at the odds and you're like, I don't even see the point in doing this. There isn't a point <laughs> yeah. in doing that. It's ridiculous. It's not as fun. It is wild. You're taking the fun out of hockey, Connor McDavid. Stop scoring <laughs> goals. <laughs> he's just basically, he's the sports book's line right now for everything else. Yeah. He, they use him as the barrier for everyone. Our else. friends at Betway have lost so much money. People are betting on Connor McDavid. They're like, I'm not giving you good odds today on this. I've been <laughs> fooled before. Uh, provided you are legal college. gambling age, please bet responsibly. Okay. Okay. Just make sure you're having fun. What is he at tomorrow? Oh, the line's on out. Yeah. Let's, before we keep going, let's step aside for an ad. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Okay. <laughs> Gentlemen, I got four Ask the Idiots questions for you here. Kind of all over the map a little bit. I'm going to start with Liam. You're to my right in the studio. If you were a star professional athlete, if, if <laughs> my apologies, if you were a star, star professional athlete, what would you do? As your go-to move, I would change my number every couple of weeks so that they would have to do to hit discount on jerseys. That would be his dick move. What would be your that. dick Don't move? Do that. Oh, my Don't dick do that. Move. Ocho Cinco did that a long time ago and he got dinged a whole lot of money. He had to pay Nike or something. Uh, nope. Sorry, my dick move. If like, you had a dick move, if you were, if you were a big star athlete, best player in the world on any sport. I think I would, sh- I would like call people out in the media. <laughs> I would love if players would just call out other players in the media way more often. You see it in the NBA sometimes in the NFL, and I think it is a fantastic piece of business. Builds a brand. Tyler, you're a star athlete, any sport. Mm -hmm. What's your dick move if you got one? Oh, what is my dick move? Probably messing with road fans. Like yeah. I'd be, you know, like you're warming up in fucking Florida and you're Connor McDavid and some fan in a Panthers jersey. He's like, oh my God, can I have your stick? Like you that. go, yeah, no. Kind of like, like what Drysaddle did with that fan in Calgary. Did you see that clip? Where real he's classy. Like flipping him off and he's like real classy and he yeah. scored two goals that game. Rick, what's your dick move? I don't know, but man, Tyler, that's a good one. It is a good one. That was a oh, real good one. Man. Like, Cause like you're going to be, your own fans are going to love you even more. The wrestling like, heel. Yeah. yeah. The wrestling oh. heel. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? I think, uh, knowing me, I probably have troubles not calling out the officials. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's going to cost me and I It'd be very on brand. Yeah. I'd be a bit of an asshole, but yeah, I'd have an issue with not doing that. Dan, you got a dick move you'd like to do? I've been literally sitting here thinking of like anything that I could do that would be dickish. Like, I feel like I would just give only kids autographs. 
Like if an adult walked up to me, I'd just walk past. That's him. actually kind of fair. That sounds like I, just, I actually don't think that's a dick move at all. I think well, that is a good move. I would <laughs> I just hate like, the autograph vultures. I think I would just be. It'd be like, hey, can I you sign to, these I, ten things? I have to ID everybody that gets that gets asked for an autograph of me. I guess that's my biggest dick move. I don't know. <laughs> my biggest dick move, I think, would be if I score goals in an opposing building, my celebrations would be outrageous. <laughs> yeah, just I, swim into the net. Like Just do the dive of the soccer NHL. style. I'm ripping the tarp off and <laughs> swinging it over. You know, I'm doing something ridiculous. That's going to get me fines. Celebrate the fines every- in the NHL are very minor. You got to save that for the walk off, man. There's nothing worse than getting a little cocky early and then it comes back. In yeah. Place. You get a walk off though. Tarp comes off. Oh buddy. Tarp comes off. I might be taking my skates. I off might there. do the full slap shots, strip it on the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's such a good one. I, I want to change mine to like celebrating every goal in the crease of the opposing team. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm only yeah. allowed to celebrate the Torello there. and celebrating on the other yes. team's logo. That would be my yeah, goal so celebration. <laughs> there you go. Celebrating on the other team's logo. Like Reversing it. the order. Dan. Yes. We have got 10 games. We need 12 points. Can Ryan Nugent Hopkins get to 100? Can or will? Can will. He, yes, he can. Will he though? I Because I think the Oilers are going to be in the fight for the division lead. Yes. Yes, Rick? I do. Of course. Tyler, 12 points, 10 games. He has to maintain his current pace. There have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven 10, 11 games this year where Ryan Nugent Hopkins has been north of three points in that hockey game. In three of those games, he was at four points or more. I can't do the math that well. 10 games to go. He's done it 11 times. He's a lock for one more three to four point game. After that, easy sailing. Nuge point a game. You've been doing that all year. He's good to go. 100. Liam? Yes. You will hit 100 points. Eloquent in its brevity. <laughs> the insight. I'm going to say, yeah. And I think that he gets a, sh- a shade over. Like, I wouldn't be surprised to see him hit 102, 103, 104. Guy's on fire right now. Radio stations. Like the goals he snapped against the the Coyotes the other day. Both vintage Nuge though, right? Just, yeah. And he's pumping them in. It's yeah. not, these are not shots where a guy is looking like, oh, I'm just putting it on that. By the way. Did people go nuts when in the building when Warren Fogel got yet another breakaway and I did just, not score? I just kind of sat my seat and laughed. To be honest. I, I reserved <laughs> myself to the fact we weren't going to score that goal. He did that <laughs> I just on knew. Um, the goal. I was sat behind that goal. And there was a few people that kind of like got up from those seats and I just, just didn't even budge. There yeah. was no way that was going in. It was very funny. I was watching on TV at home and I'm sitting there. I'm like, Getting excited, I kind of pop in my chair and I saw his focus. I was like, oh, damn it. See that seven, you think. You see that seven and you think. And then. It's no. funny how, how consistent he is. Uh, Nation Dan. Yes. If you didn't work with a Willers Nation, what would be your dream job or career? I mean, like straight up, Bag Milk, you know that this is my dream job. I harassed you to you the did. point of giving me a job. For years, so, um, it wasn't years. So I like my dream job otherwise. I would love to be a person that could just make Lego things and like make content out of that. That's a weird thing I know, but in this time, day and age you could do it. Yeah, I think yeah. I can. So send me all your Lego and I'll become a Lego creator. Did you know, Dan, David Quadrelli, Nation Network editor in chief, huge Lego guy. I didn't know that. He has got like those big intense shit oh, yeah. all over his apartment. See, I would just be like making stuff on my own, just at random. So if you want to send me your Lego, send it to me. Rick, what's your dream job? Job. Connor Shooter. Connor Shooter? You would want to be a winger on the Edmonton Oilers. Yeah. Or would you follow McDavid around with a 
You know what holster. <laughs> I'll be the winger on the Oilers. Ah. Tyler, dream job. Uh, the second option to what Rick said. <laughs> Tyler changes his answer. Yeah, yeah. yeah long range sniper, I think. <laughs> I would go into the family business of plumbing and I would get a job with Star Mechanical. Wow. You're such a my dad was a plumber or is a plumber still who got his start with star mechanical my Mm -hmm. uncle is a plumber who worked with star mechanical and two of my cousins are currently plumbers (laughs) that was not that was not an ad right there by the way no that was just that came out that Um, came out of his face Liam, what's your dream job professional gamer yeah that'd be cool that'd be sick yeah what's your game Uh, i play minecraft right now yeah just built a nice bridge I just read the, or I heard, I watched a video, like a half hour video on the creator of Minecraft. What a sad story that is. Oh, I didn't hear about it. He's Gaming a billionaire. wild too. Cause like <laughs> over in Asia, like you can go to tournaments in South Korea where they sell out stadiums to watch that shit. Yeah. There's a, there was, they did a Fortnite world cup. So Fortnite can do a world cup. The NHL can figure it out. Vegas, too difficult. the Luxor hotel now has a stadium like that too. Same kind of That's idea amazing. where you can see down. I would have definitely rule it, rule in the world in the Madden world. Matt, uh, yeah. oh, I yeah. I get bored of gaming. I used to run an NHL team online with people <laughs> from all around North America. <laughs> yep. I used to play the Madden games. All the, the one specifically that I played the, the most was the one where Mike Vick on the cover. Oh, yeah. And you would trade for Mike Vick in that game. And he's just unstoppable. You, you would just trade. be like quarterback sneak gone. Just run around, <laughs> run around, run yep. around, find your blitz. Oh, blitz. The league was the best football. Game I there, don't though. like those games because they weren't realistic. I didn't like blitz. I didn't you like, like, I, I you didn't don't like, like the NHL able- version. I didn't like, oh, like man. NBA you don't like street. being able to walk up to a quarterback and just take out his knee. And then you could see a graphic of the I knee shattering. Shit so it was as incredible. realistic as possible. So good. <laughs> Last questions for ask the idiots this week. Liam, you're up first. What are you doing to get ready for the playoff run? This one's from our friend bearded Brad. What am I doing to get ready for the playoff run? Well, I'm going to stock up on some bananas cause I'm going to need them. Um, you freeze them. Well, actually when I went to the crew game seven the other day, which they won as a, a victory treat, they gave me a bag of bananas. I got three bundles. <laughs> this this of bit is really take going places. Yeah. So I'm going to make some banana bread tonight and then I'll restock and. Will there be there banana bread here for everyone on Tuesday for the show? Mm. Yeah. I can bring in some muffins. Wow. Tyler, what are you getting doing to get ready for the playoff run? What am I doing to get ready for the playoff run? Giving my liver some uh, load management. We'll call it yep. making sure a couple Smart. days off here and there. Having or are you going the wrong way? Yeah, not too much time off. No, no, that's why load management, right? Like, yeah, so like again, yeah, the Kauai way, but like you got to make sure he's in there getting like stretching, mm-hmm. getting some at bats, if you will. Making sure we're good to go. A couple nights where you only put back one or two and then yeah. boom, you take it off and go, all right, take a couple hours here. Just get the liver ready. That's Rick, what are matters. you doing? Get ready for the playoff run. Well, a little bit of uh, a little bit of that right there with Tyler. I know last year I learned that uh, you need a little bit of a hangover cure, so I got to track that down. But I'm a little upset with your guys' answers. It's got to be growing a beard. I can't. So yep, doing my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't. I just got rid of do? that thing that I was calling. You got You got to let her go, man. Look, go back to like 0607. Look what Sid was walking around with. Oh, I'm I'm proud yeah, of it. I fully will be wearing whatever grows oh, out of yeah. my face. Take over and start at it. There's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> Dan, what are you doing to get ready? I'm actually heading to Vegas next week to follow the Oilers and go scream at them in Vegas. And, really? Uh, yeah. And I'm going to oh. go and uh, I'm going down for a bachelor party, mm. but we're going to go to the game. And so we'll be nice. there to yell at them. And I'm going to don't yell at them. Be in my playoff. Well, yes. 
but I'll be in my playoff mode in Vegas. So I'm getting ready. What am I doing? I'll tell you. I'm going to bed real late, waking up early, meeting like shit and drinking only alcohol. <laughs> so nothing has changed. That's what I'm doing. God, my body will be ready. So that's just I a casual know, I want to know what the uh, bearded Brad's answer is to this, by the way. Well, he's having a, you know, he's yeah. slamming back a beer with a shot of vodka. He's laying <laughs> in the shots of vodka that he'll then consume during the playoffs. Yep. He's pickling. Let's wrap up the positive. Let's wrap up the podcast with some hot and cold performers. We are starting with our veggies as we always do. Liam, you are first your cold performer of the week. Oh man. I completely forgot what my cold performer was, but I had a good one. Uh, I'll just say my cold performer of the week is the fact that the Germans are gone. Yep. Agreed. <laughs> Tyler. Stahl brothers. Eric Stahl says, I've never worn a pride uh, jersey. You'd never catch me in one of those. Boom. Photographic evidence of him wearing one. No, I still haven't worn one. Yeah. Loser mentality. Uh, I was going to do a, I'm going to, you know what? See, as you can see, the more you fuck around, the more you're going to find out. I hope that means there's just photos of him everywhere he goes for it. Just in that jersey. I want to see that jersey. I want to see them blowing it up like big yeah. head style. Oh yeah. Shout out That's to whoever won that at an at the auction. Bucks. They're, apparently they're also now raising money for the Trevor project and then they're going to burn it. <laughs> so uh, no, you can't burn it, man. Yeah, you got to keep that and rub his nose in it. Rick, you're a cold front of the week. Well, this is going to sound kind of weird because it's a cold performer, but it makes me feel really good inside. But it's those guys down south who can't get, can't make a win. And I just love watching them uh, piss away their season. Ten and a half million dollars for an offensive winger who you don't put out in a one goal game late. Rated. Nation Dan, you're a cold performer of the week. Uh, my cold performer of the week kind of piggybacks off what Tyler was talking about. It started with Ivan Provorov and it continues now to this day. To me, this is on the NHL and the NHLPA for not having sat down and had a conversation about what we're going to do when the players start to push back on this. Uh, it's frustrating to me that we have to continue to see this now. Statements coming out from people that are unprepared. The teams come out with statements about everybody being in on it. And then it's changing afterwards. It's really frustrating to me. I I'm sick and tired of having to have this conversation. And I think that the NHL and the PA need to sit down and figure it out so that we don't have to keep having this discussion. And so NHL and the PA get my cold performer of the week. You're as cold as ice. Uh, I'm just going to go with what Dan said. It's cool when they do it. It's a problem when I do it. Fuck them. Fuck Sorry, I just, yeah, that just, uh, it's, you're right, Tyler, and everybody's right about it. <laughs> That's the thing. That's the frustrating Let's part. end off the podcast with some positive notes here. Dan, we're reversing the order. You're up first. Uh, my hot performer of the week is going to get spread out equally amongst 22 people. I'm just going to give the first names. Uh, as Liam mentioned, they're gone now. Uh, but my hot performers of the week is going to go to Nicholas, Nils, Lars, Alex, Yessi, Sven, Philip, Yan, Thomas, Melina, Melanie, Christian, Tim, Julian, Andreas, Mario, Mark, Lucas, Alexander, Hans Dieter, Rudy, and Frank, all of our Germans for giving us one of the best trips we've ever put together. An absolute wonderful time. We can't wait to have you back. It's getting hot in here. Rick, your hot form of the week. Mix 60. Feeling nope. hot, hot, hot. <laughs> I don't know, nothing else. Feeling hot, hot, hot. What else you got to say about it? Tyler, you're up next. You hot can't wait for week. Mix 70, though. Oh, ah, we'll see it. 
Uh, we are YouTube, no longer the Nation Network on YouTube. It's now Oilers Nation. No more Leafs or Flames or Canucks or Jets or Blue Jays content. Thank all you. Oilers all the time down the stretch and into the playoffs. So go give us a subscribe by searching for Oilers Nation on YouTube. I'd love to get it to 10K. Yeah! Mine You're goes hot. to, I just teased it for a second, but the Crusaders advanced around two, beating Fall McMurray in game seven, and they take on Spruce Grove now, so that'll be a lot of fun for this city. He's a hot guy! My hot performer of the week, uh, very important items that I've got here. Number one, season four of Love is Blind coming in. Come on. Netflix, you know how I love my dating shows. Number two, I've been staring at Rick's new shoes that he's got on right now. These are some fresh kicks, pal. I bought them like a, like almost a year ago. I just didn't wear them very much. And then they, they don't get worn in the winter, so... I've got a couple of pairs of fresh kicks that are just, they're waiting for the snow. Oh yeah. They're waiting. Mm-hmm. There you go. There you have it. Oilers nation radio episode, whatever was said earlier. 277. In the books. Million. Shout out to our friends at tourism, Jasper, AMA travel, Betway and oodle noodle. Remember, go get your Oilers nation stickers. If you're in Edmonton, if you're in Calgary, you made a poor choice. Drive on up the highway, get a sticker. There you have it. Have a great weekend, everybody. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.